Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the New Artist Spotlight podcast. I am Wilco Wilkes. And I'm the hero of the hour, Origin Cross. Now, if you watched and listened before, you'll know that we're here to interview some artists from the New Artist Spotlight family of playlists, which are your gateways to some of the freshest and most exciting new music uh, from independent artists around the globe. Yeah, and uh, check out the website, newartistspotlight.org, where you can find all of that and much more like Connolly's Corner and all sorts of cool features. Um, now, today is somebody I can't believe we've not met already, but we're lucky to have him on. We're looking forward to uh, meeting him. So welcome to the show, Jeff from Bachinel. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, hey, mate. So How are you? Great yeah. to have you on here. Thank you for having me. No, much appreciated. Um, I did do this once before the whole three, no, the three of us did it, uh, but it was Plummy and May, I believe. Um, so, yeah, nice to be back. Yeah. So we got a returning legend, which uh, <laughs> is always awesome, right? I'll, t- I'll take those words all day, Origin. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah. So obviously, um, we all know what you're about. Uh, but if you want to give a quick rundown of who you are, how how your group came to be, for anybody who may be tuning in for the first time, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Jeff. I am the guitarist and singer uh, in Bachnell. We're a three-piece band uh, from Farnham in Surrey, um, which is just south of London. It's like an hour away. Uh, yeah, we all, um, we've all we all been friends, uh, the three of us. So there's um, me, Stan, and Jacob, uh, Stan does bass uh, and sings, and then Jacob does drums. Um, so we've all been friends for a number of years, but we um, didn't actually play music together um, until sort of the origin of the band itself. Um Ooh. So, yeah, we went to the same secondary school. We were, all, we were all born in the same hospital, um, bizarrely enough. Like, Stan are, like, five days apart. Um, that's a prerequisite for being in Batch. You've got to go to the same hospital. Um, so we, uh, we, we didn't make music together until, I don't know, uh, three years ago. And then um, we just decided to... Stan and I were jamming with one another. We needed a drummer. Jacob's actually predominantly a bass player. He's in several other bands. Uh, but he's a good friend of mine. He was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll get involved and, you know, we'll, we'll jam together, see how it turns out. And now here we are sort of for nearly three years later and we're still um, making music, playing gigs. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it's good fun. Uh, it's nice to play with your mates. And uh, as a bit of a summary as Batch, um, I'd say that we are, uh, we're very much a rock band. We all like other things outside of rock, but like the music that we create as a free piece is, is very much um, on the heavy distortion front, I guess, um, although we're not adverse to, to playing uh, in a clean manner. Um, and we are inspired by the likes of um, Nirvana and Arctic Monkeys and The Strokes, etc. So, yeah, there's a lot of cross-genres within the music that we tried to create. Um, I guess our style, if it's to be coined in any sort of way, would be that we um like to switch up our tempos that would be a thing i guess of ours as a band um throughout songs um but yeah we we very much um enjoy um making noise together yeah it's good man i enjoy the noise that you make together um and i'm hoping i to just want to know why didn't we get more. everybody i said i just want to know why we didn't get everybody like plummy and maya did uh, well, um, listen, it's not because uh, they preferred them to you two. Um, oh, I, no. I know guests prefer Plummy. I know they do. I've been told. Yeah, he's a bit of a charmer, isn't he? Um, 
we're sort of like the um, the ugly stepsisters. Yeah, they said plummy and Wilco, not not you. Already. Yeah, prefers plummy. <laughs> That's okay. Um, actually, uh, Jeff, I, I am a bit disappointed in another thing as well. Um, this whole time I've been calling you Bacchanal. Mm. And I think that's cooler than Bachanel. So is there any chance you could change it? We get that a lot, mate. To be honest with you, like um, our name, I, we, I think, you know what? So the reason it's called Bachanel in my own head is because I went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras uh, a few, before before Batch was even a thing. We went to a a, uh, a bar in, in the French quarters called Bachanel. I thought it was called Bachanel anyway. And I, um, we saw some uh, like French artists playing like uh, an electric cello or something. Um, it was crazy uh, abstract sounds and whatnot. And it was amazing. Uh, and I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to call a band Bachanel, not realising that you actually pronounce it Bachanel. Um, so for a start, I don't massively care about this, the, the way people say our name, although we like to say it's Bachanel. The reason we say Batch um, is because have you ever seen the TV show Trailer Park Boys? So oh, there's, like a, there's, there's a show called Trailer Park Boys. It's really good. It's, like an Amer- uh, it's a Canadian show. And one of the people that appears in it as like a guest is Sebastian Batch from Skid Row. And he pronounced his name like Batch like in that way. So that's how our thinking came about. But oh, honestly, man, the amount of people that are like, oh, and here's back and all and stuff. And you're like, no, it's that's bachelor. That's what we're trying to say. I just picture like every time you play live, the first thing you do is come and grab the mic and you're like, uh, by the way, everybody, it is bachelor. It's, it's not bachelor, but um, yeah, we'll we'll start now. Um, yes. So what's, um, what's actually like, do you have any ambitions for the band? Is it just fun or are you sort of hoping to get a bit bigger or what's the direction? Well, um, what's the dream? I guess. Yeah, so I want it to always remain fun between the three of us, or if there's more people to get involved, um, uh, then I, you know, I, I want the whole process to always be something that we consider enjoyable. Um, I'd like it to be my job, so that I didn't have to do another job, if that makes sense. You know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, the, the idea of becoming a millionaire through music is, you know, not something that I'm pining for anyway. But if it, if I could do it, and it was what I relied upon to get by, that would be amazing. Um, uh, I'm sure you guys would think the exact same way as well, if that was an opportunity. Um, I don't know if it would be good for me, mate. I'll be honest with you, Origin. I think that being a millionaire might actually create more problems than good. So I, I'm, I'd be content to just have a couple of hundred thousand instead. Couple of hundred thousand. Uh, <laughs> so modest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I guess like, in terms of ambition... Um, uh, I want to play more and more shows. I want to play shows uh, that are sold out. I want like to be signed by a label that looks after us as a band and make sure that we are going in the direction that is progressive and not just them looking after themselves. So that makes sense. Um, play major festivals. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely ambitious. I, I, I can't stress that enough, but I'm happy with how we've progressed to where we are today as we are performing. So... Um, it's actually, it's weird for me to hear you say that because I'm actually the opposite. I actually have a friend or we're in competition and he doesn't do music. Uh, we're just in competition just across life to see who can make, who can make it as the first trillion trillionaire. Okay. So totally different ambitions here. Well, I don't like the idea of being defined by wealth. I think that if you don't have a lot of money, that doesn't mean that you're not a good person um, or doesn't mean that your morals aren't in a good place. And equally, if you have loads and loads of money, let's say you're a trillionaire, you might not actually be 
um, uh, some of your values may not align with what is actually considered good. So uh, good that you have an ambition, good that you have somebody that's pushing you to get to where you want to in terms of uh, being competitive. But um, yeah, it's not something that I massively care about. Um, I guess we're kind of getting to a philosophical piece here, but we we just talk and see where we end up, right? So um, do you feel like the amount of money a person has affects their their moral compass or do you feel like the person is the person the money is just additional probably the latter i think i think some people can be wowed by wealth and i don't know i don't really doesn't really do much for me yeah if if you've got your heart in a good place and your head screwed on then who cares how much you're making um as as long as you're acting in a decent way about it well go what do you what do you think I think it's tough to speak for everyone. I think it's, I think everyone. I think it'll all depend on what your own mentality is as to what you want to do if you do have money, because you'll get people who make a million pound and blow it all on cocaine and hookers, and then you'll get other people who make a million pound and they'll set up a foundation and they'll start building schools in Africa. Or you know, it's it can. I think the most important thing for me, especially as a musician, it comes down to being just enjoying yourself if you're not enjoying yourself but you're making loads of money is it worth it whereas if you're really enjoying yourself and making no money at all then it's still a great life but i can also empathize with the sort of you'd love to be able to put on free gigs all the time but also like just to not work and just to put all your time into into your passion and enjoy life um you know that'd be the dream i think the older i get the more i think that time is more valuable than money in in most ways those are my thoughts on it and also, I think I'm going to be the first quadrillionaire. Quadrillionaire? Yeah. Um, well, now you just raised the standard. So now <laughs> I got to go talk to my man and we got to reassess yeah, man. because we're not going to get outdone. Like, I'm coming not, for you. Listen, it, best of luck to you, but I'm not going to make it easy for you to hit it before I do. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, that's my answer as well. Is is like, if I actually did become rich, I, re- I would use that money to create time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'd pay everybody else to do like the cleaning, the gardening, all that sort of stuff that takes time. Mm. And I'd just focus on like creating and just live a life where it's just making music all the time and putting on free gigs and stuff like that and connecting people. I think that that'd be my that'd be my dream if I had money. Yeah, no, I feel like that's perfectly like honorable. Um I guess what I look at it is uh kind of like hear about the concept of generational wealth all the time, right? Like, I want to make sure that every generation after me never has to, never has to struggle for anything. Um, So I'm also big on the concept of ownership, you know, because when you own something, it's yours. It can't really be taken from you, right? Versus if you are borrowing something or, you know, something's on loan to you, yeah, it's just, I just had to struggle for enough in my life to where I would think that the more that I can provide for everybody that comes after me or that's here with me now, the better. And like, not even to the point of like making a bunch of like generations of snotty rich kids. Like, uh, if you listen to Lock In, I, I say like, I'm setting up for my bloodline, ain't none of them gonna struggle, but it's worth all my trouble. And uh, teaching things like giving thanks and all of them gonna hustle. Like, I want. I want to instill the, the ability to hustle and go out and get things for yourself, but I also don't want them to come up as rough and as um, 
badly as I did for as far down as I can make that happen for. So tell us a bit about your experience uh, <laughs> as a new water spotlight artist. Well, before we go into that, I, I respect we're coming from immensely on that point, um, Origin. Um, and it's good to look after um, family always. So yeah, 100% behind that. What do I find, think of um, uh, NAS? Uh, great. I mean, really helpful, um, incredibly supportive. Um, I mean, it's just a large community of like-minded creatives trying to share their musical talents, right? So um, what's not to like? I think it's quite cool that um, it is very much continental. Um, you know, I'm talking to somebody right now from across the pond, so uh, and somebody, unfortunately, from up north, but these things happen. Um and uh, yeah, I think it's it's cool. Um, I very much am grateful and um, uh, appreciative of the the support that myself and Bachelor have received as a result of being a part of um, of NAS. Yeah, um, yeah, Jeff makes reference to it. Then um, just before the camera started rolling, uh, we were talking, um, and Jeff was just saying how brilliant the north of England is, and uh, he was saying it's much better than the south, and he, he wishes he was northern. Um, so, and I think most southerners probably feel the same way, but um, which is those northern? You know, some of us are just blessed with it, mate. We're just blessed. Um, so, we're, we're going to play one of your tracks today, Hansel and Gretel. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? This is the first track that we've, uh, as a band, done where we um, we didn't record or produce it completely by ourselves. Um, so we had somebody um, come in and um, record and produce the track for us. Um, yeah, it was done in, over the course of like uh, a day of recording, I guess, with like side bits of the drums and whatnot. Um, yeah, uh, the song itself, the origin of the song. Uh, so I was just like playing guitar at home and I was a bit like in two minds as to whether or not I thought it was good or bad in terms of the intro part of the song and then I sent it to um, Stan the bassist in our band and uh, he was like oh I think it's really cool so I was just like okay right maybe yeah it has got um, legs so just fooled around with it a bit more and it it just sort of grew from there really. Um, The lyrical content is uh, quite repetitive Um, I guess like the second part of the track the verse it's sort of um unfortunately in the uk we've had um incidences where people women unfortunately have been you know attacked whilst walking home and i guess the second verse of the track sort of touches on why it's a little bit naive to suggest that women are at fault for walking back at at home alone or in dimly lit situations when in actual fact it should be the guys that shouldn't be thinking that it's okay to do this in the first place. Um, And I don't want Batch to ever be a political band or anything that we do is to hold a massive message, but I I do sort of feel strongly that it's wrong to suggest that they're the ones that are in the wrong in the first place when in actual fact some people should really have a long, hard look at themselves before deciding what's right or wrong or how you should go about things so yeah that's uh that's the the, the main crux of the song i the, the song i the song title um it doesn't have any real relevance i just think it sounded cool so that's the name of the song really but yeah that's that's the, the breakdown of hansel and gretel no i feel like that's a whether you want to be political or not you know just making music about the things that you believe in um is major and I got 100% agree with the um, with what you were saying in the song. Uh, there's a lot. I don't know if the discussion is the same where you are versus where I am about um, the way men treat women based on the way women 
present themselves. Because the shadier half of that conversation is, uh, oh, well, if she didn't dress like that, then maybe men wouldn't dot, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that that's, like you said, it's never... If you walk down the street naked, nobody should be like, oh, I now have full access to your body so that I can do whatever I want to you because you happen to be naked. Like, okay, it's weird that you're naked, whatever, but that doesn't give anybody you know, access to you as a person outside of what they can see. Yeah, so it's always those arguments that you that kind of let you know what the person, where the person stands on the spectrum of I'm a terrible person versus I know right from wrong. And I think your song speaks to that. Yeah, um, I mean, how somebody dresses doesn't mean that they should be wolf-whistled, for example. Um, I mean, uh, it's beyond basic, like you can't be doing that. Um I don't know, I think, like, as a society, you grow and things that were okay before aren't okay now and things like that do happen. And it's it's okay to be wrong about things in the past and then understand your mistakes. But if you're not learning from them moving forward, then unfortunately there is a problem. And by all accounts, there would appear to still be a problem, um, certainly in on these shores, because unfortunately... Um, women are getting attacked still and um the perpetrator is more often than not always a bloke and you think well no it's not down to the to the victim that this has happened it's very much a situation where unfortunately somebody has not um understood that it's completely unacceptable to act that way definitely so let's take this opportunity to have a listen to the song would you like to do the honors of introducing it my pleasure chaps uh Hi, I'm Jeff from Batchnell, and this is Hansel and Gretel.
Thank you, mate. That was absolutely fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Um, and you touched on it earlier about um, playing live. I'd like to come and see you guys live someday. Um, how often do you actually like, how often do you play? How many gigs have you played? And how, how's it all going? Uh, yeah, so uh, our first our first proper gig was um, not including... I don't I don't include open mics in this, but I have nothing against open mics. And in actual fact, I'm going to go to the open mic this evening after this because uh, that's such a good way to showcase your music. I'm sure you'd agree. Um, what I like. Yeah, I've done a few um, of them. Yeah, that's good. It's such a good way to air new material, for example. Um, but like our first proper show was the 4th of June uh, 2020. One, sorry, 2021. Uh, and uh, so ever, ever since then, the that day, we've done a show at least every month, sometimes more than once a month, um, which has been good. Yeah. Uh, so um, played uh, local shows and in London. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoy playing live. I think like if you're a musician and you don't like playing live, there's a problem, right? Because I think that's surely how you're going to get yourself bigger and uh, attract an audience is by playing more shows. So, um, yeah, I, I, I very much enjoy it. We we have um, shows lined up all the way up till um, August coming up. And as, as a sort of general rule of farm, I try to ensure that we have always had a show at least once a month just so we can keep ticking. Um, I'd like to be playing more than one, definitely, but... You know, sometimes um, diaries don't permit for that to happen. So, yeah, it's 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 good. Um, when I first did um, an open mic, uh, honestly, I was so nervous. I was like, I was like shaking like that, like. Um, and I, 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 there are actually videos of it. Um, a friend of mine has got them, and they did get sent to me at the time. I've never brought myself to, to view them, so so like, ah, oh, I just don't want to. I don't want to see how they are. But at the same time. Um, and I cannot stress this enough. I think like that situation was actually one of the best things to happen because it was a bit like sink or swim. And um, uh, I think being thrown into the deep end and just sort of like, oh, see how you get on um, was actually a really good thing to happen because moving forward from there, it's never really been so bad since. And I don't think we've ever played as badly since. So yeah, it was, it was worth it. Yeah, uh, you've so, got to have a stinker every now and then, haven't you, to appreciate the good times. And um, also, I was going to ask you, like, how much um, material have you actually got? You, you only got like four songs on Spotify, is that right? Yeah, so uh, we have we we did have a couple more tracks. We weren't happy with how we mastered them, so we just took them off for the time being. Stan and I have worked on quite a lot of songs. I think, uh, generally speaking, we probably have like fifteen songs. Um, so if we play live, we're, you know, we're playing for half an hour. We're definitely playing at least seven songs. We're playing for forty-five minutes. We're comfortably doing like eleven. Um, they're there and thereabouts. It's just we haven't um, strapped ourselves to the beast, so to speak, and, and sat down and recorded them. Um, so yeah, we have, we have plenty of material, but I think like I don't know when it comes to the recording aspect of things, I think we can be very precious of how it comes across, and maybe to our hindrance as a result. I mean, we we definitely would need to be getting more stuff out there um, sooner rather than later, um, and it's something that we are striving towards. Absolutely. Yeah, Origin. Have you um, slapped down your rap credentials in your new neighbourhood yet? So the locals know what star has moved in. Have you did um, like yeah? Have you like done a local gig or just gone knocking doors saying? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Um, so far, I've just uh, there's a kid across the street. Um, and I think one day him and maybe like one of his friends or cousins or something were like they were outside playing basketball, and uh, 
I just went out there and I was like, um, hey, do you guys listen to, you know, like upcoming artists at all? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like you got some music. And like, I just played one of my songs out my car speakers and I got a Instagram follow out of that one. And uh, at work, um, when I got there, you know, you start a new job. Sometimes they have you introduce yourself and say something interesting about yourself. So at some point it came up like, oh, I'm an artist or whatever. And uh, they're, so my direct supervisor, he's basically, so I work in construction, if you don't know that. Um, I work as a con- construction manager. So we hire other companies that actually build the job and we like over, oversee all of that. So my supervisor, he is like, uh, so we have trailers on the site where we're building whatever we're building. And in the in the trailer, he's like the DJ. So he just plays music all day where it could be like random country music or he'll be playing like the most ratchet hip hop songs imaginable. And like he just plays whatever he plays, whatever he feels like. And so like for like there's like a day or two where he just like played my music. So like the office knows that I'm um I'm a rapper. And uh like we just got some new interns like this week or last week. And when I had to do my introduction, uh again he was like, Oh, and you uh left out the part about the Spotify and I was like, Okay, I have like over a quarter million streams and blah 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 blah. So that's good. Um, yeah, people love it. Do you do the same, Jeff? Do you do your colleagues know about your um, secret life as a rock star? <laughs> um, well, uh, so I, I so I work in recruitment um, as a as a side hustle, if you will. Um, yeah, so I, I work as a freelancer and I work for my mate's company, so they all know. Uh, yeah, um, it's not. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I guess, like, uh, if I was to be out and about, and uh, I feel like I... So I went away recently. I was in, like, uh, Madrid on a stag do, and um, some random... I was chatting to these random girls, and they're like, oh, what do you do for a living? And I was like, oh, I'm a recruiter. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I should have said I was in a band, but it's so much better. Like, as if I could say, I was a recruiter. Uh, but I, like, never... I, I never got the chance to speak to anyone again like that. But, like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. I feel like, unless I really, really know you, I probably wouldn't, I don't know, like, it's also, maybe I should, maybe I should change tactics, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go about being like, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I'm in a bag. It's not my means of making money at this point. So it's like, I guess it's just the pleasure as opposed to what gets me by. So have you, um, have you got any other artists that you look at and that drive you on and make you do what you do? Um, well, I guess any artist that <clears throat> I see perform at an open mic or on stage is inspiring for me in terms of, until I started doing it myself, and I'm quite late to the party in this respect, so I'm 31, um, and I didn't start playing live until I was like 28. I like, played a couple of things when I was like early teens, but like from like the 20s up to my late 20s, I did nothing in that respect. Um, and I always used to sort of... Um, look at anyone who played live and think like, oh, you know, that sounds like fun and all that jazz and there's nothing to it in terms of like, sweet, just get up on stage and play guitar and sing. And then like, when you start doing it yourself, like, wow, it's quite nerve wracking. Uh, like there's a lot of pressure on this. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess anyone who gets up and does it and is not afraid to do it, fair play. Um, 
I um, have immense respect. And, you know, not everyone is great when they do it. I'm not, you know, suggesting that I like every music that I ever hear. But for the people that do um, believe in themselves enough to get up and, and perform and put themselves under that sort of pressure and scrutiny, fair play, because it is inspiring. And, you know, um, I, I think that anyone who does that sort of thing in, inspires fellow musicians like ourselves. So um, I guess back to your performances, do you guys, or even just you specifically, do you guys have any rituals that you do before a show? Try not to get too drunk. That's something I've learned the hard way on before. Um, yeah, like, but that's that's the whole waiting thing um, of just like waiting so long to play. You think like, oh, just have like three or four pints and I'll be fine. And then you go on stage and you can't really play guitar. And it's like, this could be a long set. Um I, besides from that, like I just try, I, I literally do try and find the zone. So I can be a bit uh, of an oddball to talk to before a, a gig because I, I am very much like trying to laser in how it's all going to go. I'm trying to, I, I'm going through the lyrics in my head and stuff like that. And so even when I'm watching like the support acts or something like that, I'm just like, oh, like this is good. But in my own head, I'm trying to say, sing batch songs to myself. Um, but def- definitely the whole thing with not trying to drink too much. I, I think it's only happened to me once or maybe twice. Um, and, yeah, it's just not it's, not... it's not professional. And also, it's just like, I don't know, like, if you are playing guitar, you need to be somewhat with it. And I know, you know, there are people out there who can play and they could be really um, levered, fair place for them. I, I can't do that. I just can't. Uh, it's really hard. Um so yeah, I guess in terms of rituals, just try and find the zone um, and um, anticipate how it goes and goes from there. Really, do you, do you have anything at all? You two? I I don't. Um, I try to remember this thing that my mom told me one time before, like my first ever performance. But the problem is, after she told me the first time, it worked for the first time, and then I never remember what she said, so it never worked again. <laughs> so I I don't. It was something very encouraging. <laughs> something's though. great, but you can't remember it. Yeah, that's good. Um, for me, I I drink lots and lots of water that day. I want to get my. Uh, I want to make sure I'm super hydrated. Um, I'll probably go to the toilet five minutes before I go on stage because I don't really want to piss myself on stage. Um, <laughs> it's not really a ritual. That's just common sense. Um, I suppose <laughs> for me, uh, when I do the uh, when I do the sound check. Um, I always, I always count to fourteen in four bars. So I would pick up the mic and go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. And um, instead of just because I get bored of hearing people just go one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Um, so I've always done that, and then now people started like taking the mic out of me for for doing it like repeating back. My wife's always like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's that's my thing. And I know a recent gig as well. I people started joining in, so I was like one, three, five. Ah. But that was quite fun. So yeah, just prancing around on the sound check. But yeah, I'm the same as you. Like I can re- relate to me, like being totally introspective and just c- completely consumed by the gig, as if you're like about to step out on a war zone or like at Wembley Stadium or something with the whole world watching. You, like in your head, you're just going through. The lyrics and like you said about like you're probably a weirdo to speak to like people are trying to talk to you and go oh so what's on the set list today or or how's your mum doing or whatever and i'm just like like a rabbit in the headlights like 
Yeah. Um, Go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's what can we expect to see in the next few months? It maybe in the, in the next few years. Uh, wow, it feels like I'm a joint of you. Um, I guess, well, so we've got loads of gigs coming up. Uh, we have a gig next uh, week in Shoreditch in London. Uh, um, after that, there's a bit of a six-week gap, but hopefully we can get some, perhaps some recordings done in that time. But then we have like a, a period of like gigs in Southampton. We have, uh, we're playing Guildfest, which is uh, in Guildford, um, which Sister Sledge will be playing on, which I'm pretty um, chuffed to say that they're playing the same as ours. Uh, we are playing a beer festival in Guildford. Um, and then we're playing another a local festival, which we played again last year. So um, various shows. Um, in terms of the plan moving forward into like the next couple of years, I mean, just to stick with it music-wise, um, try and hopefully get somebody who's invested in us and what we want to do and what we want to achieve. Um, and, yeah, I guess um, just try and create more music that we enjoy and hopefully we can um, have some fun on, along the way doing it. Absolutely. you got to take those opportunities because, like you said, somebody will if you don't. 100. But now I think it's time that you face our famous NAS Quick Fire Five, where you're going to be asked five questions. You've got no more than 15 seconds to answer each one. Let's jump right in. Are you ready? Sure. Far away. Question one, what is your favorite song from the new Artist Spotlight playlists? Um, I will pick I'll Write Your Constellation by the John uh, Mitchie Collective. Nice, man. Which NAS member would you most like us to get on this podcast? Miss the Boat. Mm, that'd be good. Um, what is your favourite song of all time? Hand in Glove by the Smiths. Which band or artist, past or present, would you most like to see live? Well, the Smiths aren't going to get back together even though they are still alive. And I wouldn't want to repeat my answer from before. So I will say Nirvana. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Um, and question five, if you could spend a day with one other NAS artist, who would you pick? Well, seeing as I had the luxury of spending the evening with you two, um, I will go for Yar because she seems rather charismatic. So I'm sure it'd be fun. Yeah, she was yeah. good fun when she, when we had her on here. Um, <laughs> she was very charismatic indeed. Yeah, um, I but, think yeah. she's got a bit about her. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, holds her own in 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 a sort of uh, a um, kooky manner. So yeah, I'd yeah, I thought she was really funny. Like she, she used to just leave silences and she'd just make you work for it. Like <laughs> she's she good fun. Yeah, no, she she seemed sound. Um, yeah, just cool. I noticed even her emoji choices on like Instagram posts and stuff fit so well with her persona as an artist. It's like the small details that really bring the whole package together. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Charles Connolly. Someone I remember someone saying that if they thought if one artist from New Artist Spotlight was going to like break out, it would be yeah. I think it was Charles said. that said that. Somebody said that, didn't they? Yeah. They said like basically she already knows like she knows her her lane, like she knows what she mm. wants to do and she's doing it. Yeah. I remember I remember hearing I don't remember who said mm. it years ago. Yeah, I mean we've uh 
we've talked about a lot. Um, I want to thank you for joining us, uh, taking the time out of your evening. Um, it's been great to meet you. But before we before we go, can you tell everybody uh, listening where they can find you on social media, uh, streaming, any anything you want to plug? Cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks um, both of you for having me on. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, so Bachelor, we are on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, uh, YouTube. Uh, we have a gig um, in six days' time in Shoreditch. If you go to our band bio and you're in London, um, please come along. Uh, it's in Shoreditch. Um, failing that, we have shows um, throughout the middle of July all the way through to the beginning of August. Um, a fair few of those are festivals or beer festivals. Um, so do come along. Um, and, yeah, uh, we're a very approachable band, so um, feel free to hit us up. Um, we're always interested in feedback so yeah thanks again chaps for um, your time uh, this evening and um, yeah thanks again to NAS for um, supporting Batch and um, all the other artists um, it doesn't go unnoticed and it was greatly appreciated so thank you lovely words mate and um, yeah tell the other two as well um, thanks a lot for the, the effort they've made tonight to uh, to come on all right, you got the good looking one, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but it's been it's been great to to meet you. Um, so yeah, you've said it all. Thanks to everyone listening, everyone at home, everyone supporting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Peace. New, new, new